Welcome Hoosier fans to this week's edition of Assembly Call Radio, where each week we discuss the most important topics in the world of Indiana basketball. This is our 227th edition of Assembly Call Radio, and it is our 728th episode overall of the Assembly Call. Recorded on the evening of September 16th, 2021, I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. And let's begin this edition of the Assembly Call, how we begin every edition of the Assembly Call, and that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And Indiana is the national champion. When it comes down, Indiana will be champion. Smart takes the shot. The Hoosiers have won the national championship. This week's banner moment occurred last Saturday night when the student section packed Memorial Stadium for the opening football game of the season. The students showed up early and were very engaged in the game. There are reports that students may even camp out for prime seat for this weekend's game versus Cincinnati. The Indiana student body is ready for a winner. They are ready to do their part. I walked in the game and had a huge smile on my face for the football guys to get that support and also thinking ahead to seeing Assembly Hall being packed once again and supporting a winning basketball program. I can hear the pep band playing, the students chanting, and the balls bouncing during pregame warm-ups. Then Martha the Mop Lady can sing, the introductions can be made, and then it's time to play ball and play a winning brand of ball that is it's getting closer to that time of the year. Okay, let me uh, introduce you to my esteemed co-host for tonight. First to my left. You'll have fun, fun, fun. 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 It's Andy Bottoms. What's your bottom line uh, this week as we approach uh, practice starting and uh, the start of basketball season right in the middle of a, a quite an interesting football season? Andy, what, what's your take? Yeah, you know, it's uh, getting closer to basketball season. I pre-ordered my copy of Blue Ribbon today, so that's usually the the first that things are uh, things are getting close. So you got that. You got uh, some of these uh, top player lists coming out that we're going to talk about. So it's uh, it's getting close, but a lot of a lot of meaningful football games yet to be played, uh, starting with this weekend. So uh, hope that I, I don't know that we have any better read on IU. We spent some time talking about that last week, Coach, of you know, kind of what we might see in the Idaho game and what we could take away from that. I don't know that we have a, a, a tremendously better idea of what this team really is all about, but I think we will after Saturday. I was telling uh, Chad uh, before we got uh, going here that I, I have a pretty good feeling. I think Iowa uh, really uh, is a top team after their play at Iowa State, and so I'm, I'm kind of on the positive side heading into uh, this game with a full-packed uh, Memorial Stadium. And to my right uh, – the best fill-in, the Bahamas uh, guru of interviews himself, uh, Chad Schwartzkopf, joins us. Chad, what's on your mind about Indiana athletics or Indiana basketball? We just keep seeing, uh, as you kind of teased before, about the students showing up and everything like that. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about IU fans, the fandom and everything. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a packed uh, rock. It's going to be very exciting to see everyone there. The student section is going to be loud and everything again. It was it was fantastic to see an hour before the game that they were packed. It looked like every seat was taken there. I believe at one point we saw images on on social media that they had torn out a bleacher seat and everything like that. A bench was pulled up and everything. But I, I enjoy that excitement. I enjoy that enthusiasm. I enjoy all the energy that's going around all the sports and everything like that. And kind of carrying that over to uh, talk basketball, since obviously this is 
first a, a basketball uh, program uh, is how important that is nowadays with NIL and everything to be supportive fans, be uh, a big fan base and be shown that we're a big fan base, not only uh, to our current players. You can see behind me, I finally put up, I got the stickers from our of, of uh, Trace Jackson Davis race and Christian Lander. I've got uh, Rob Fennessy's coming out and I'm going to get scoops as well. So um, supporting these guys that, that are current players, but then also um, showing up and showing um, our fandom and how excited we are as fans of this sport and this team to recruits coming in. Uh, we saw uh, some of that excitement that that was helped created by uh, Joel and Richie and Amanda uh, with Noah Clowney when he came um, to uh, Buffalo Louise and excitement and his mom was, loved that and everything like that. And then to a current even recruit, Caleb Green, uh, who the whole coaching staff was recently uh, at some of his workouts watching him and everything. And uh, Rabbi did an interview with him afterwards and he talked about uh, going to see uh, Hoosier hysteria and said, I just want to see the fans. Coaches told me all the time how the fans are crazy, and I definitely want to experience that. So these kids love the big fan base. They love the active fan base. It's it's a generation uh, beyond what the three of us knows uh, that has grown up in social media and all of that and uh, how much attention that gets and how big that is now for NIL and everything. And it's great as us fans that our, our fandom and our passion can be seen. So do that. If, if you have a Twitter account, get out there, like everything that he has. But disclaimer here, don't DM people. <laughs> be respectful with that account. Uh, Instagram, like and like all their stuff. Uh, you don't have to say any words. Just there's plenty of great animated gifts of Indiana stuff. Just throw one of those out there. Don't have to say anything negative when he goes to visit other schools or anything like that. Just throw an animated GIF of Indiana out there. Just do that kind of thing, and they'll see the fandom. They'll see how crazy we are. they see how passionate we are, and it'll result in, uh, in great things for the future. And uh, I'm going to say, too, great to, to meet so many Assembly Call fans uh, at the, the podcast. I, I see a few of them are in, in the chat mob talking right now. Uh, Tim on Facebook and, and other people. A lot of three father and son combos uh, showing up, uh, and that's that Indiana fan base, uh, Chad, that you're talking about. Uh, we appreciate uh, that uh, quite a bit, stopping by the tailgate, and Saturday will be another chance if you're uh, at the game to stop by and say hello and, and meet some people. So here's what we're going to cover this week. Uh, we're going to have some Hoosier headlines here in segment one. Segment two, uh, UM Hoops and Inside the Hall uh, collaborate each year to put out a top 25 uh, Big Ten player that list is out short of the, the order of the top five. We believe we know who is going to be in the top five. Uh, we'll talk about that in segment two. And then, of course, in segment three, we'll answer your questions. Uh, all of that is coming up this week on Assembly Call uh, Radio. In case you missed it in last week's Six Banner Sunday or on last week's podcast, we have a new sponsor here on the show, and it's a name that longtime listeners of the Assembly Call will recognize. Ed Fang writes one of the most reliable manuals each year on how to win your March Madness bracket pool. Plus, he's a Michigan fan, so he's always current on Big Ten hoops. So because of his hoops analysis, Big Ten connection, and friendship with Jared, Ed has joined our show a handful of times to talk Big Ten hoops and the NCAA tournament. Well, for his day job, Ed is the founder and lead analyst for The Power Rank, which he describes as, quote, sports betting with a Ph.D. edge, end quote. He specializes in football, 
both college and the NFL, and delivers consistent value to help you with betting, fantasy, daily fantasy, or anything else where having predictive metrics you can trust can give you an edge. The best part? Ed's newsletter is free. And right now he's offering a special bonus when you sign up, his report on NFL quarterbacks who will fade in 2021. All you have to do is sign up for Ed's newsletter. To do so, go to thepowerrank.com backslash AC. That's thepowerrank.com backslash AC. We've recommended Ed's site even when he wasn't a paying sponsor, so we appreciate him supporting our work with this sponsorship. Ed is a good, honest guy who does good, reliable work, which isn't something always easy to find in his industry. So if sports betting is your thing, make sure you subscribe to his free newsletter, thepowerrank.com backslash AC. All right, um, some Hoosier headlines. Uh, Matt Norlander of uh, CBS Sports uh, picked Indiana as a, a long shot for the ni- national title pick. Uh, other writers picked teams uh, like Auburn, Tennessee, and, and Indiana being in the talk for a possible run uh, for the national title was kind of nice, and maybe that buys some uh, – we can just drop the negative narrative of the CBS writers and the $10 million to get worse uh, thing. Um, you know, we need to drop that and, and, and just let it be, please. Um Big Ten Media Days are set for October 7th and 8th. Um, Delphi Bracketology has been invited. We're going to apply uh, for media credentials, and, and Indiana is scheduled on Friday the 8th. So we'll be looking for Coach Woodson and a couple of players to represent Indiana. And also the women's program will be there on the 8th as well. October 2nd, Hoosier Hysteria is planned. And practice uh, will be starting up soon in about 10 or 11 days. Um I believe the rules are still the same. It's uh, six weeks out from the opening night, which is November 9th. And so that would put us September 27th, September 28th for the Hoosiers to start official practice. They're allowed six practices a week, 30 practices in those 42 days leading up to the opener on November 9th. Chad is going to talk uh, here in a little bit about some updated recruiting rankings that came out today for uh, the players who have committed to the Hoosiers. Uh, we, we already mentioned the top 25 will be in segment two. Three-man weave has Trace uh, as number seven in their top 100 uh, players. And the three-man weave uh, website, uh, uh, I guess that's a free advertising, but they're really good guys. Uh, and, and go to their, their website. You can learn a lot from those gentlemen. And uh, a little tease here coming up uh, soon. The assembly call will bring in, be bringing you some player interviews there are a couple things that are lined up uh, that Jared has been working behind the scenes and uh, be, be looking out for social media and, and the Assembly Call Twitter account for when those uh, interviews will be posted, uh, I believe, on the YouTube page. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be live, but they're going to be recorded so, so we can make sure we um, edit them as needed or as, as the players would want. Um, that's that's going to be exciting. So uh, I think we here on the show know who that's going to be, and we think you're going to be extremely uh, happy with that. So, Chad, I'm going to send it to you, uh, if you would, update us a little bit on those recruiting rankings that just came out hot off the presses today. Yes. Now, those are obviously the composite rankings um, that have come out. And we had a few guys that moved uh, down, a few guys that came up. Uh, Jalen Huchafino. He was uh, ranked 20 before. He, he bumped down to 24. Uh, Caleb Banks shifted from 82 to 94. Uh, CJ Gunn uh, is the only current commit that uh, had an upgrade in ranking, went from 151 to 129. 
Uh, and then obviously the big uh, one that we're all kind of excited and bated breath watching for as far as recruit for that class, Noah uh, Clowney had went, had quite a drop uh, 62 to, to 101. Again, obviously we can get all tied up in these numbers about uh, what they mean, what they exist. But I mean, once you get out of the top 20 or so, uh, even, even 50 uh, from 50 to about 150, it, it can kind of much pretty much be a flip of a coin. There's so many different players, so many different uh, ways things can fall. And I think, I think a lot of these numbers and a lot of the movement you saw in the numbers is just coming off of the COVID year that we had. Um, a lot of players weren't seen like they normally would be. Uh, having the second evaluation period that they're currently going under now uh, or finishing up on, uh, they're just seeing the, these players a lot more. So you're going to see these numbers moving even more than they already have. Uh, so nothing to be a shock for. I haven't even seen if, how that changes, obviously, because there's other rankings that get factored in, but what that changes, the the ranking of the class uh, or anything like that. But um, just some good to see those numbers, something you can always look at, but uh, uh, nothing too alarming. And you know, the numbers are nice to look at too, but just look at the range of the numbers. The back end moving up in, in CJ Gunn is 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 pretty nice because he was the one who was deeper in the rankings. Uh, the clowny one doesn't uh, you know bother me. When I, I listened to Kenya Hunter on AJ Guyton's podcast, you know he was talking about recruiting to the fit. Uh, and, and if Coach Woodson and Kenya Hunter and those guys believe that Noah Clowney uh, is a fit for what they want to do and that type of player that they want in the program, it's not going to matter if they're 62, 82, or, or 102. They're going to put the full court press uh, on Noah to try to get him uh, to commit. So I, I don't, those fluctuate a lot. And, and as you said, you know, people are getting seen and, and other people are seeing things, and it's just in flux after a year, year off. I, I think the three. Young men who have committed are going to be solid contributors. Uh, we don't know how soon. I think uh, Hood Shafino is going to be okay um, quicker, uh, one of the quicker ones to jump in and make an impact. But um, we'll, we'll see, and we always uh, will want to see Clown. Uh, Andy, your thoughts on, on those, uh, any of those recruiting uh, numbers changing? Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what Chad said. I think once you get past the, you know, the top of the top, there's a lot of movement there. You've got um, as he also said, you just had guys that, you know, they might've had a high school season, but you didn't have the same AAU. So I think you're going to see a lot more volatility in those than you might normally. And they'll settle in over the course of the, the high school season and the, uh, and other events, uh, as you go that way. So I don't think it's uh, much of a worry. And, and I think your comment about fit, uh, is a good one as well. I think we've talked about this with some of the other guys they've recruited and signed that they're, you're starting to get a, a, a pretty good handle on the kind of guys that they're looking to uh, looking to find, both from a mentality and a skill set standpoint. And I think um, there have been countless examples in college basketball that the recruiting rankings don't mean a lot if you get a guy who fits in really well with what you want to do. So um, I think as long as they feel comfortable with that um, and that a guy's going to be a fit into how they want to play and, and envision a future for him, I think you got uh, – puts trust in them until they prove that, that it shouldn't be there and uh, and kind of go at it that way. And so I'm going to move this to uh, to Matt Norlander. I'm a big fan of Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, and that may be you know not uh, easy to hear for a lot of people on, on this in the chat mob and, and Indiana fans because of the comment uh, after Archie was let go. Uh, but I'm a big fan of, of the Eye on podcast, uh, CBS Eye on 
college basketball podcast. I think they do good work. Uh, obviously, they're national, and they may not know everything that uh, that we know from inside. But Matt Norlander does does some good work, and it was just nice to see Indiana mentioned uh, in a national article. Uh, and this was a betting uh, article where the odds were sixty to one, Indiana seventy five to one to win, and so the the writers were were picking teams that that were capable of of making those runs. And we see that every year in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, some four, five, six, seven seeds that pop and make it to the Sweet, sweet 16 or, or, or the Elite Eight and make a run. And, and it's nice to see that somebody's thinking that we have uh, some veterans, some new components put together in Coach Woodson. He was really high on, on Coach Woodson's impact. So, Andy, your, your thoughts on, on our, our guy, Matt, uh, maybe getting back into some, uh, okay, below average graces, I guess, with Indiana fans by uh, claiming that that's a long shot team to, to win the title. Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to the uh, to their latest podcast that came out today uh, when I was taking a walk earlier, and uh, and they were they were joking about you know they put these out there where the the parameters of this are you had to be fifty to one or less to to win, and so they said, "Oh, we're getting all you know." Then people comment back like, "There's no way that team's going to win." Well, that's the purpose of the exercises to try to identify a team that might be a little bit off the radar. So, um, you know, I, I think it's it's you know decent publicity and. Uh, I think if you're looking for a team like that, trying to find one that's got uh, one of the better, a guy who projects to be one of the better players in the country is a good place to hang your hat if you're trying to to do that. Um, you know, basketball, especially at the college, uh, you know, stars go a long way toward uh, their team's eventual fate. So in that regard, I think it makes some sense as to, you know, why he, he would have, maybe they stood out compared to some other teams in that range that, that may not have as uh, high end a guy as Trace. I, I just think I get, I get your opinion here, Chad. I just think it's nice that, um, you know, for us fans who are longing for a winner uh, to, to just see some positive talk uh, about the who's yes, they're 75 to one and, and a uh, long shot, but we, we know that um, they have a ceiling that they can reach. I think they're a second weekend NCAA tournament team at best, or not at best, but potentially. Uh, and at least uh, for me now, that means they're they're a likely tournament team. And uh, um, to be in the top half easily of the – not easily, but they should be in the top half of the Big Ten. And if national people are seeing it, it's not just me with my uh, crimson-colored glasses uh, and Coach Woodson being here. Uh, and that, that makes me feel a little better. Chad, your thoughts about – Indiana as a possible uh, Final Four championship team uh, from from the teams that aren't thought of of being there. I think it's like like you guys nailed. I think it's just it's just great to get that national attention and, and that national accl- acclimates or, or positivity after all the kind of beat down and 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 fighting we had to do against those guys when we were in the coaching search and 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 all that all that stuff that they were saying. So I don't know. I mean, again, these last couple months it's just been a big old huge wedding cake birthday cake of indiana sweetness and joy that i've i've been enjoying throughout everything and so these are just little sprinkles sitting on top of it as well so it just it adds to the sweetness uh sweet tooth cake that we're we're eating here as as basketball fans but yeah it's just it's nice like you said to to hear it from someone else outside that it's not just us pumping each other up okay so coming up uh, on the next segment here on assembly call radio Uh, We're going to take a closer um, look at the rankings from Inside the Hall and UM Hoops, a combined website that puts out the top 25, uh, which is being released this week. So stick with us here on The Assembly Call.
at California's Great America, it's never too early to start thinking about next year's fun. That's why we're offering the lowest price of the year on a 2022 Gold Pass right now. That includes unlimited visits this year, so you can enjoy the Great Pumpkin Fest, Haunt, and Winterfest. Then unlimited visits next year to try new foods, enjoy festivals like Taste of Orleans, scream on our world-class coasters, and splash away at South Bay Shores Water Park, all for just $82 plus applicable taxes and fees. Hurry, offer ends October 31st, so get your Gold Pass now at cagreatamerica.com. It's amazing in here. At California's Great America, it's never too early to start thinking about next year's fun. That's why we're offering the lowest price of the year on a 2022 Gold Pass right now. That includes unlimited visits this year, so you can enjoy the Great Pumpkin Fest, Haunt, and Winterfest. Then unlimited visits next year to try new foods, enjoy festivals like Taste of Orleans, scream on our world-class coasters, and splash away at South Bay Shores Water Park, all for just $82 plus applicable taxes and fees. Hurry, offer ends October 31st, so get your Gold Pass now at cagreatamerica.com. It's amazing in here. Hi, this is AJ Moye. What's the only thing better than upsetting Duke in the Sweet 16? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach for the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers! Welcome back to the assembly call. How do you keep up with the fire hose of information that comes out almost every day about IU basketball? It's crazy during the offseason. It's about to get crazier as the season starts here in a few weeks. Well, we've got your back. We send out a free weekly email newsletter on Sunday mornings. It rounds up most the most important and interesting IU basketball stories from the previous week to keep you up to date on your Hoosiers. Over 8,000 of your fellow IU fans are on the list, and we want you to be on there too. So go to join.assemblycall.com to subscribe for free right now. That's join.assemblycall.com. You can also text IU to 66866. That's IU to 66866. Okay, I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Andy Bottoms and Chad Schwartzkopf, and we're talking IU basketball. I know it's the middle of football, but it's always time for IU basketball. And recently, our friends at Inside the Hall, and uh, they they work with the University of Michigan Hoops webpage, and they come up with uh, the top 25. It's an annual thing uh, that Alex uh, and Dylan, I believe it's Dylan, uh, put together. And it's really good uh, point to look at the, the players that are going to be competing against the Hoosiers, as well as where our Indiana Hoosiers rank. Uh, as far as the Indiana Hoosiers, the, uh, Xavier Johnson did not make the top 25 in this list, but he was honorable mention, so he's 26 through 30. And uh, Trace uh, Jackson Davis is going to be in the top five at this time. The top five has not, the time of recording, the top five has not been uh, released where, where I could find it. So we're going to start right there. Uh, players we believe that are going to be in the top five are TJD, Kofi Coburn, Jaden Ivey, EJ Liddell, and Hunter Dickin. Uh, Dickinson of Michigan. Andy, where do you see Trace in there? Do, um, and, and how would you put that in order if uh, you were advising Alex and in, inside the hall? Yeah, I, I would guess that Coburn is first. And if I had to guess between all those, I'd put Coburn first and Ivy fifth. And then I feel like the three in the middle, you probably could put in in any order. Um looking at the three man weave guys, it's, it's interesting. They put out their top 100. Kofi was ranked second for them and Liddell Dickinson and trace were five, six, seven in order. So, um, 
I, whether that's the same order that uh, that'll be there, I don't know. Uh, you got a you know guy that runs a Michigan site, a guy that runs an IU site, so maybe they get the uh, maybe they get the the bump over to Liddell. But I think those three will be pretty uh, pretty close. But I would I think Ivy would be fifth and Kofi first if I had to had to guess. Interesting that you you put Jaden Ivy uh, fifth. I, I'm thinking of that list, he's probably the one with the most pro potential. And again, I, the, the criteria used would have to be figured out how, how they're putting him. Is it going to be impact this year? Um, you know, Kofi got exposed um, in, in ball screen uh, defense. Yeah, he's a rim protector, but uh, Loyola um, really took him to task in, in, in that game. And I think you're going to see, you know, does he make it up on the offensive side? That would be uh, my question with Kofi. Kofi has outplayed Trace. Um but Jaden Ivey, I don't like to say it, uh, he's just exploding up everyone's uh, boards as far as uh, the ability. I, I think I think he's um, uh, going to be a surprise uh, top player, uh, unfortunately, uh, for, for the Boilermakers. But you got four post guys there in, in the top five. Chad, in looking at the top five that haven't been listed, I don't think there's anyone else even close that's going to pop in there. Uh, your thoughts on the order of, uh, of the top five players in the Big Ten? Uh, and coach, I'm just going to uh, take your your uh, love for Ivy as you're just a little too close to that city there. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive not, that a I'm little bit I'm not drinking there. any juice from up here. It's, it's just bottled uh, they're, water. They're putting something in the water. <laughs> There's something in the tap water that uh, that's just not right. Um, even if you're not drinking it while you're in the I shower, apologize. it's getting in you somehow. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah, no, He. I've got him as five. I can't. And then, I'm sorry, I've got Traces first, but I think uh, my list comes more in the sense of uh, when I'm ranking players, yes, their ability, but I also like to look at them as impact to the team and everything. And I give Trace first because he was such a big uh, to come back. And then I put EJ second just because he was leading scorer for them last year, and you expect uh, not not let not much less from that before. And then I agree with you a little bit, Coach, on, on, on uh, Kofi. And, and again, it's the middle ground, so it can be changed around. But uh, I think he got exposed a little bit, and I think a lot of his benefit was him being a one-two punch um, with Io on the outside and everything, and he, and he loses some of that. Um, obviously, they still have good guard play there, but uh, and then Hunter is just going to get better, um, uh, kind of one of the, the most promising freshmen uh, in the Big Ten last year. So I uh, just expect him to, to do good things. So that's kind of how I sit with my top five there. You know, and there, there's different players here, guys. I mean, when, when you look at it, um, you know, EJ Liddell can do a, a few things uh, inside and out. Um, Hunter Dickinson and Trace Jackson are more inside uh, kind of guys. And, um, you know, then Jaden Ivey's the perimeter that can go out and do things. So, um, it, for me, it's kind of hard to, to put these uh, put these in order. I, I think, um, you know, Trace, Kofi, and Hunter Dickinson have to be one, two, and three in some order uh, for for me. And then, um, then again, it would be EJ Liddell and, and Jaden Ivey. So, um, I'd take any one of those on my team. I think you'd be be all right. Uh, so, I, I think that's an excellent uh, set set of five um, five guys that they came up with. So, uh, our second, uh, part of this uh, segment here is as you look at this list, uh, is there a player that you think is going to, uh, do better than expected and moves up? And is there a player that you think, um, may, uh, may move down? Um, Chad, I'll throw that to you, uh, first, um, of the list of 25, maybe you can even include honorable mention. Uh, who do you think is one player on this list that uh, should should move up and one that that may move down? 
Um, I think Harper Jr. has a chance to move up. Um, I'm always impressed in in an aggravated sense as to uh, how he plays against us. He always kind of uh, exposes us in, in the past. His size, his outside shooting and everything. Uh, he's one that I think that can that can uh, move up on this list uh, a little bit. Um, Geo Baker um, is one that's always kind of interesting. He's always kind of a playmaker uh, for his team. Uh, he could fluctuate both ways, honestly, I, f- I feel like with him. Um, beyond that, geez, I don't know. I, I defer on as I kind of marinate on it maybe a little bit more. Well, I will say maybe we might see some IU players uh, kiss into the kiss into the top 25 at that point too. And we'll talk uh, about wouldn't, that. Wouldn't shy away. Who's okay. likely to do that here coming up too, but I, I agree with that. Um, Andy, um, a, a player that you think uh, is likely to move down from the ranking, and again, if you if you don't know what the the rankings are, uh, inside the hall has them listed inside the hall dot com. Look that up, and and they have some articles and segments, uh, and they've named uh, uh, six through twenty five on on that list. It, yeah, it's it's interesting not to make this a you know complete three man weave love fest, but they had a uh, they had a podcast where they they went through and kind of talk through feedback they'd gotten about their player list and things they wishes they'd done differently. And there's actually a number of big 10 guys that, that get brought up on there for those who have not, uh, who've not listened to it. The, the guy who I, it, it really depends a lot on how he's used. And it hurts me even more to talk about a pre- like Zach Eady is the guy that they talked a lot about uh, on there trying to figure out, you know, if he's going to be able, they're going to they attempt to try to play him and Travion Williams together, which is uh, would, would be interesting um, you know, he's got a chance to to move his way up. I think some of his rankings are tempered a bit based on the fact that you're not sure how much he's going to play. Um, so I think there's, you know, dependent upon uh, how that goes, I think he would be there. Um, I, I was also tempted to say Dante Scott, but they've got him 11th. I really like him, and I think he opens up a lot of things being the small ball four uh, for Maryland. Um, but, but I think having him ranked 11th is probably – uh, probably fairly, uh, fairly high there. So, uh, yeah, Edie maybe is the guy who uh, stands out a little bit uh, from my perspective. That might uh, that might move up if if playing time uh, hits right for him. Who, um, you know, what what are your guys' thoughts on Curbelo? I think they. I'm just trying to double check here because uh, I'm not sure how we have him listed, but I think he was sixth um, in the the list from inside the hall that just seems a, a little bit high for me um you know, andy your thoughts on curbello i think he's a nice player uh but i'm not sure he's the sixth best player in the big 10 that would be someone for me that would move down yeah it that's what is hard about a lot of these kind of exercises because you're trying to project a little bit you know those top five guys to a to a large extent their role is going to be similar to what it was a year ago versus he is one that that changes entirely without IO. So if he's able to embrace that and take care of the basketball, I think the talent is there to do it. Um, but you are making a, a, I guess a leap in, in some ways for a guy who's been, who was pretty inconsistent uh, over the course of his, his freshman year. So I think that's, I think that's fair, especially as you look, uh, you know, you look right behind him, and you've got a guy like Harper or Travion Williams, um, you know, guys who have given IU fits. But I think 
uh, you, again, you kind of know what you're going to get from those guys. So Curbelo is the one where the ceiling is is fairly high, and I think this is you know ranking him sixth is a bit um, is kind of banking on that ceiling being close to where he he shakes out in the end. And, and let let me say that ranking players like this is just unbelievably difficult. Uh, one, you're comparing perimeters to post, and um, you know, and then team success has something to do with this. I think the Nance kid at 15, uh, Pete Nance from Northwestern at 15, might be a little bit high. Uh, uh, the the Penn State big uh, John Har at uh, 19 might be a little bit high for me. Uh, and again, some of that is team success. Uh, you know, you can be really good, but but if your team's going to be in the bottom, um, you know, I, I think some other impact players. Uh, you know, can um, can move up. Uh, the the one that I thought um, probably again he he's been injured a lot is Bohannon, and maybe that's just because he just drops threes on Indiana all the time. But twenty uh, fourth, it's probably because he's injured. I think that's probably a fair thing. But I can see him uh, move up, and then uh, there's a couple freshmen in there that are twenty two and twenty three, and Tyson Walker and Max Christie. If they come as advertised, uh, I think that uh, th- they may um, move up a- as well. So um, let's go to this. And it's kind yeah, of I thought just to, just ahead. to touch on a just touch on a couple of the guys that you mentioned. Yeah, I thought Harar or Hera or I forget how you say his name, but um, I was surprised by that one. I mean, I know they they got to have somebody be able to step up, but I don't even think he averaged ten points a game a year ago. Uh, I think is a good rebounder, good. Uh, good defender, but th- that one surprised me a little bit. And Bohannon's another one where we know what he's done in the past, but the supporting cast that he's going to have this year is a lot, a lot less than what it was a year ago. And that could go one of two ways. I mean, he he either has to step up, uh, and it's kind of him and and Keegan Murray who are the two guys there who really need to carry a lot of the load. If he's able to do and regain some uh, prior to the injury, then maybe that ranking ends up being low. But um, yeah, he's he's a tough one uh, in that regard to to try to figure out because there's so much has changed around him uh, when when you look at what the you know the projections would be for Iowa in general and um, you know they, do they end up having two guys in the top you know, 25 maybe they're maybe they're better than we think they might be or, or it's really just those two guys doing everything. Uh, another thing, Chad, that I have confusion with, and I think. Um, I'm just checking here on on the list is when when you have transfers and you have transfers from smaller, uh, good players from smaller conferences, um, you know they transfer up to the Big Ten. How how are they ranked? Uh, so you know you have um, a couple of those situations in the top uh, twenty five. Max Christie was uh, uh, the freshman from Michigan State, uh, but Tyson Walker was a transfer in from. Um, Oh, where did he transfer in? Coastal Carolina. Was that the one from Coastal Carolina? Um, it doesn't say here. North Northeastern. Yeah. So you had one from Northeastern, and you had another uh, all-conference player from Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina that made the top 25, but Xavier Johnson didn't make it, and he was a double-digit and an assist man in the in the uh, ACC for Pittsburgh. That That is a difficult thing, probably because of the, the player of the year and the overall stats were maybe a little bit better than Xavier Johnson, but I think that's difficult to judge too is impact of these transfers, which college basketball has had a lot of. Yeah, I think, I think you're right with that. And it's just, it's just trying to forecast what, what they did on this team that does X is going to translate to is X going to move to Y team and, and how's that going to fit? And I think Xavier uh, just kind of 
faulted in in that sense that uh, they don't have any we don't have any game tape yet of, of Woody and everything. So uh, we can't say exactly what the system is that he's going to plug into. Um, we'd all like to say we do know we now know that we've seen two two games and everything like that that it, it's going to be a good thing. And seeing it in person, it is going to be a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just forecasting that with a team that hasn't played a full season it, it is hard and i think that's why those other other transfers uh maybe got the edge on on, on our transfers and and um you know the the other one that i thought um coming in at number 20 um what was uh interesting here is eli brooks with michigan i think michigan's going to be really talented i thought he had uh some good uh action last year some good play last year i thought uh he might be a little bit higher than than 20 and going back to the the, the transfer Michigan had some really good transfer guards last year that really impacted their season and, and played well. So, uh, you know, that, that's an interesting model that a lot of teams, uh, including our Indiana Hoosiers have followed in order to, uh, build their roster. So let's talk about IU and, and the list. I think trace is accurately in the top five, wherever he ends up and wherever inside the hall and, and, and UM hoops ends up putting trace. I think that's, that's relatively, uh, correct. Uh, you can argue between one, two, three, four, and five, any spot. I think he deserves that. Xavier's honorable mention. You can see that. What other players, I'll pose it this way. If Indiana has a successful year and plays closer to their ceiling, uh, which to me is a, a top four or five Big Ten, uh, a sweet 16, uh, a second weekend tournament team, and a top 25 team overall, I think they have to have at least two or three players on this list if we put it together at the end. So, um, Andy, Xavier's an honorable mention. Would he be one of those? And if so, uh, who else would you think? One more, two more. Who has the capability of being a top 25 uh, player where we see it right now without uh, any game action? Yeah, I think if I think if IU plays well, Xavier Johnson would absolutely be a part of that. I think he would be. Uh, you know, it, w it would suggest that he's doing a good job running the show. He's taking care of the basketball. He's getting other guys involved. Um, so I think a solid performance IU would almost certainly be uh, attributable to a strong season from him. I think once you look past that, I think uh, Tamar Bates probably shakes out as, as perhaps the you know next most likely who's not really on the uh, wasn't on the honorable mention list but was a, a five-star guy at least on that that borderline so those are the kinds of guys that can come in and have an impact uh had an impact in the games in the bahamas so seems like he's on a you know that that may help jump start him a little bit and you know maybe miller cop is another guy i'd throw in i, I certainly don't think four are going to make it i mean if four make it then then great <laughs> things have happened and we're all uh yeah we're all pretty excited. Uh, but, but I think if it ends up being three, I would probably say tomorrow, maybe Miller cop really settles into that role, shoots the ball really well and things like that. I just don't know that race is going to score enough to probably, if I had to get, you know, we have strong feelings about his importance to the IU team. I just don't know that he's going to put the numbers up that would, you know, kind of vault him onto the a, a list like this. If if we get four on the season end top twenty five, Matt Norlander's cashing a, a pretty nice betting ticket there at uh, seventy five to one. That, that's probably the only way they that you you get four. So, uh, Chad, your thoughts on uh, you know the the second third IU player and and who might be a top twenty five player if everything breaks the way we want it to for the Hoosiers? 
If if it breaks the way we we want it to, I think it'll easily be two two players that will get into there. And I have troubles picking between four. Who of the four? I mean, I, I agree with Andy and what he said with uh, Tamar Bates just from his sheer uh, scoring and 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 skills. Uh, Miller Cop because of what I've seen just with his leadership and and his scoring ability from the outside. He's really going to be a big leader this year and everything like that. So he has the great possibility of of, of being being one that, that pops in there as well. And then uh, Xavier, from everything that we've already said, similar to Miller Cop, the leadership and, and, and running the show. And then uh, is race. And, and I think the uh, adding race in there for the four, pick two out of the four for me, is, is again on how I rank these types of lists, and that's impact on the team and everything like that. And I think, uh, like you said, I don't think there'll be big numbers, but I think his effort and, and the things off the stat sheets that he does – um, is going to be pretty spectacular if if IU reaches their ceiling. Um, the numbers won't be great, but the the things that he does uh, beyond that are going to be uh, a big reason that IU had that success that we are uh, fictionalizing at this moment. Yep. I, I think Xavier Johnson works his way in regardless of where Indiana uh, finishes, watching the tape in the Bahamas and, and how he played and the only thing that keeps him out is a little bit of up and down play, you know, where he might have some turnovers one game and then go for 15 and, and eight assists the next game, but maybe turn it over a little bit too much. If he irons that out and plays consistently, um, he's just a really talented uh, young man. And I think Kenya Hunter and Mike Woodson have the right mentality to, to make sure that he's headed in the right direction, whatever the issues were at Pittsburgh uh, between he, he and the coach at, at that point. I, I really see Xavier Johnson, uh, I, I wasn't sure, guys, until I watched the Bahamas, uh, and I'm pretty sold on, on Xavier. Uh, he he he's a real solid college guard, and then uh, it does. It's kind of the third one. If Indiana gets that Sweet 16, it, it, Tamar Bates is the talent. Uh, Miller Cop is the glue with the the points and the stats. Uh, if he could get into double figures, um, so now I'm going to throw it to 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 you guys. Uh, it can't be one of those four. Um, who would be the out of the blue? IU player that that makes this list and surprises everyone who has who has the best chance uh, to to come from, um, from beyond that top four and, and maybe make a top twenty five. Chad, we'll start with you. Uh, Parker Stewart, Parker Stewart for me. His his shooting ability that I saw out there and his aggressiveness on defense and everything um, and his effort that he that he puts out on on the court. He he would be my next with with Rob close back by behind. Andy, you're a, a surprise yeah. top 25 player on the Indiana roster. Yeah, I was inclined to say Stewart as well, just because I think he's going to have the chance to score well enough. And maybe I'm putting too much stock into numbers on a list like this, but I think that's what drives a lot of it. And I think just based on playing time, if he shoots it as well as it sounds like he was at, at some point during the offseason, um, I got some positive comments about his defense in the in the Bahamas. So I think he would be there. Only other guy that popped into my mind was Jordan Geronimo, um, but I don't know with race kind of playing in front of him. I think for him to get there probably is a result of an injury from somebody else to get enough playing time to do some of that. Um, but certainly rebounded the ball well, uh, shot it well in somewhat limited attempts in the Bahamas. Um, but I think from an athleticism standpoint, he's a guy that in a, in a more wide open system uh, could could potentially flourish. So those were the only two guys that came to mind when I said that. So I'll, I'll throw him out there, but I, I would probably pick Stewart over him if you, if you made me. 
so we haven't we haven't mentioned race uh, other than the fact that he does a lot of things that helps your team, but maybe doesn't have the uh, stats to get get on a list like this. But refresh my memory, Andy. Um, I got to watch these teams again. What's the difference between him and and uh, the Murray kid um, from Iowa? Is it just shooting, uh, athleticism? What I mean, um, you know, he's been there and and and. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we watch IU a lot more. Is there a huge difference? And and that young man is sixteenth uh, on this list. Um, what am I missing on that? Besides just loving IU. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> well. There's nothing wrong with that. Certainly. Um, with Murray again, I think it's a lot of there's a lot of possessions to to go around that somebody has to use now that. Uh, Garza is gone. Wees Camp is gone, and I think Murray showed some flashes when he was a, uh, I believe he was a true freshman last year. I might be, uh, I might be wrong about that, but I, I thought he, um, you know, did some things well, but didn't have a ton of time to uh, to really get in the roster. There just weren't. He wasn't a, a big enough part of the offense to really get shots. Um, but if you look at what he did when he was in there, you know, his per 40 minute numbers and all that stuff look pretty good. And I think you walk into a situation where offensive team, they're going to get in a lot of shootouts. Somebody has to take shots. He's going to be probably second in usage behind Bohannon, maybe uh, first there. So I think that just kind of becomes a numbers game to a, to a certain extent, not, which is not to say he's just putting up empty numbers. That he's not talented, but I do think there's a part of it that he's just going to get more shots because he's the, probably the you know first or second option on a team versus race is probably fourth or fifth at, at points when he's on the floor. It's, the stats are going to be in his favor, um, but, you know, they don't play defense in Iowa. And and that's what's funny about lists like this is sometimes you just got to go by stats and potential shots and, and all of that. But the, until Fran teaches some defense, uh, I'm not too high on on Iowa players. But um, there is one there is one guy who never makes this list from Wisconsin. Uh, and we all don't like him the way he plays. Uh, but isn't he a, a top player in the Big Ten? Just, again, a, a glue guy? Or is he more of a Race Thompson and Brad Davidson um, type guy? Chad, your, your thoughts on the uh, on the evil Brad from, from Wisconsin? And does he have any any business sniffing around this list? No. No. That's it. No. My, what, my mic is being muted now. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm, I mean, like you said, he's he's the glue guy. He's he's the player. He's the Sheehy of 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 that team of that Wisconsin team. And um, Sheehy is also a player that would sniff from the outside of, of lists like this. But he's a glue guy and an annoying guy that you'd you'd, you'd want to see uh, in in for your team and and not to play against. So um, again, it's a stats thing. It's the same reason race isn't on that you don't see him on that. Andy, besides uh, Davis, is there anyone else that's just like the evil empire? You're glad he's not on this list, that, or maybe should be on this list. Uh, from any, I'm I'm not used to the rosters of the other teams yet. When this list come out, and and being a school, I didn't read up all the rosters to find out who might have been left off. But he he comes to mind as someone that just wins whether you like him or not, and, and he's coming back for his sixth year. But kind of glad he wasn't around this list. It, yeah, I can't really think of anybody. There's just so much movement that it uh I haven't I haven't dug into it too deep quite yet. But yeah, I don't um I, I definitely as as memory serves, I don't think Alex is a big fan of his at all. And I, I don't know that uh Dylan would be either. So the the deck may have been 
uh, may have been stacked against him. I think in that in that regard. So I uh, and, and he's another one. In all, all in all seriousness, you know he he's been an important part of that that team. But a lot of what has has helped him around him, whether that's helped him to get shots or or you know converted on passes he's made, like those guys are gone. Um, so I, I think there's just a lot of you know some Big Ten for for as much as guys taking extra years and things like that may have led to a little bit more continuity than normal in certain circumstances. Uh, there are a couple of teams in the big 10 that hit pretty hard with some big losses. And you know, we've talked about a couple of those in Iowa and Wisconsin. So I think it's hard to figure out what, you know, he, he has to take on a more prominent role. And I don't know that that's really what he's suited to do. Uh, so I would assume that plus people's general feelings toward him, the, uh, the voter, the voters in this scenario, perhaps <laughs> may have been the reason he didn't. Hey, hey, he is engaged, I believe to Indiana legend Tyra bus. Um, so I yeah, know, I mean, I know there's some people booing me in the chat mob for even talking about him and wanting me to be muted, uh, cause I brought him up, but you know, there is an IU connection there. Uh, we all appreciated Tyra's time as an athlete here in the, in the women's program. So, uh, we, uh, okay. We don't have to lighten up on him. Clayton, I'm sorry. Uh, apologize for that. So that'll do it, uh, for, for our conversation on the, uh, top 25, uh, check out inside the hall. They do a great job, uh, of giving us information and um, we'll be back with your questions uh, right after this on the assembly call. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of Vans. Love Vans. And save 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, this looks cool. Workouts while you work in. Free trial. Sure, I'll click here. My birthday for a matching playlist. That's fun. It's easy to be unsafe online. My mother's made a name for a water bottle? Sweet! Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at Norton.com slash news. Hi, this is James Blackman Jr. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. Go Hoosiers! Welcome back to Assembly Call Radio. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Andy Bottoms and Chad Schwarzkopf uh, of the Bahamas fame, uh, interview fame. Glad to have you on, uh, Chad. It's now segment three, and it's time uh, for questions. We'll bring back some subscriber shout-outs uh, and a mediocre question uh, again down the road. But tonight, we're just going to jump right into the questions. Uh, and um, our mailbag uh, questions were submitted via our private IU basketball discussion community, which you can learn more about and join at assemblycall.com backslash community. Uh, that, that's just been a neat place to uh, meet people and talk some basketball. If you're interested in that, give give that a, a, a chance at uh, assemblycall.com backslash community. So 
here here we go with our our mailbag. Kevin asks, how has Kenya Hunter been so successful at recruiting? Personality, organization, connections, uh, is what he's accomplished an outlier? And can we expect it to level out over time, or is this just where he's going to be? Um, Chad, I'll throw it to you first. Your thoughts on on how Kenya Hunter uh, is, is so successful? I think it's just it's the relationships that he can bring. Um, he's able to connect to these kids so well. I mean, uh, look what he was able to do with Tamar Bates. He obviously laid the groundwork with him and, and kept up with it even after he already committed to another school. And then when that came in influx in any certain way, he's he was able to step in there and convince him to come to a brand new coaching staff and and, and everything like that. He's just different people are wired differently in the brain and have uh, those set of skills to know what to say, when to say it um, and, and when not to say anything. And I think Kenya is just kind of wired that wired that way with the smoothness, his knowledge of, uh, of the, the sport and just being able to read these kids and read um, it, it's bad. It's going to sound bad to say, and car salesmen need to say, know what they need to hear. Or just, or just know the right way to talk to them, talk to him. Um, any interviews or anything we've seen with him, he just he has that approachability to him. He he has that demeanor to him, um, and he has that uh, mentor uh, uh, feeling to him. I think that kids just gravitate to, and um, it, it draws in uh, good players. And 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 what's even better is that, uh, at least to my feelings, it. it, it draws in the right type of players uh, that we want to see as Indiana fans. It's not just go out there and, and sell this kid because he's a ridiculous player, but he's, he's able to read these players and, and, and find the right players that are not only uh, good players on the court, but just uh, good young men um, going on. So um, yeah, I think he can keep it up. And um, I, I want to say that's even, um, the, the recent success that they've had even shows that he may be even feeling some more mojo maybe with having coach Yaw with them too. Cause we we've seen recently, I don't have the names in front of me, but um, IU has uh, offered up on some number two ranked and uh, number three ranked and, and top 10 ranked kids in uh, 2023 and 2024 classes. So um, obviously it's only building, building from, from here. Andy, your your thoughts on on Kenya Hunter? Why he's uh, had a good run here in the in the year and a half or so that he's been in Bloomington? You're you're pulling a Ryan. You're muted. Ah, uh, so close to getting through the show. Um, I think it, I, I agree with what Chad said about the connections. I think you've seen that with um, with Parker Stewart. You've seen it with Xavier Johnson, where he's been able to, um, you know, Xavier in particular is a guy that. You know, he he had kept in touch with a little bit and followed his career and some of those things. So I think that was, um, I think that's there. And I think his demeanor, you know, even when you when you listen to him, I haven't had a chance to listen to the uh, the AJ Guyton podcast yet, but just seems like a really laid back guy, easy to relate to. Um, doesn't come on too strong in the process with some of these, but um, you know, I, I think just kind of a, a calming demeanor. I think him and uh, Coach Yaw probably in, in that regard balance each other out pretty well, at least based on you know what they sound like in interviews. We we don't really get a great handle on what they uh, you know their their true recruiting approach is when they're out there doing that. But if you kind of take the bits and pieces that you've been able to see of them, I think they uh, they balance each other out pretty well. So I think that that probably helps too. Yeah, and and the the um, 
podcast that came out this week, um, the one of the things I agree, the connections, but he said something, you have to recruit every day. And I thought that was important, whether that's just going back and checking your mail, uh, whether that's uh, you know watching a little bit of film every day or, or checking up on, on a kid statistically or whatever. Uh, it's not something you just do in the off season. I think the good recruiters uh, you know block out some time during the season. Yeah, they got to do their scouting reports and their coaching and travel, uh, but they're constantly recruiting, um, recruiting, not you know traveling to recruit, but they're they're working on developing their lists and and those things on a day-to-day basis. And Kenya just seems to me like he really works hard. Um, and, and he's about being successful, and he knows that his hard work and success will lead him to, to better places. And it's not about uh, you know the look-at-me type uh, stuff that sometimes the, the coaching ego gets to. He's just an impressive person. He's an impressive guy to listen to uh, on, the, on the podcast with AJ. Uh, it was just a, a really good – good uh, podcast. But uh, the last part of that is uh, I, I don't think it'll level out. Um, you know, I think y- you're good. Uh, you're a good coach. And, and an- the other thing he said that he's really working hard not to be known just as a recruiter, uh, that he wants to be known as a good X and O coach and, and teaching fundamentals. And, and that's when he's going to be able to, to, to get a head coaching job down the road. We hope that's a few years down the road because we'd like to see him uh, continue to build. But, but I, I don't think, uh, what he's done is an outlier. I, I think uh, this staff right now has some um, some good vibe going on it. Uh, the next question, Andy, will come to you a little bit. Um, Ken says, any additional information about Noah Clowney's recruitment or any other exciting news about recruiting for that matter? Um, again, it's it's awful hard to keep up with. We know that Noah is making some visits, but other than that, that's all I know. Yeah, I think it, you know he's got IU in his top four. This is still from a this is about a month ago. Uh, I feel like that was there, so uh, certainly in the mix. But I haven't heard anything really since his visit uh, w- was there. So you know, as Coach said, uh, you're constantly recruiting. So I'm sure they're keeping in touch with them. But um, but we'll we'll kind of see what happens there. And then otherwise, I know there were a couple offers this week, and uh, I'm. Not the best at uh, keeping up with some of the recruiting news, but I do know that they made a couple offers uh, this week to some pretty highly ranked, uh, some pretty highly ranked guys in uh, in future classes. So definitely work is uh, ongoing there, but nothing uh, nothing concrete that I've that I've heard. Unless you guys got uh, other stuff to add on that on that front, Chad. Any well, news? No, on- it was- Okay, go ahead. No, it's just that uh, Virginia Tech this past weekend because he just posted pictures of his visit and everything like that. Uh, not quite near the numbers of likes like his Indiana visit yet, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, and then if you want to dig deeper and be uh, be crazy about it, obviously his mom was really excited about the Indiana thing. She's kind of quiet about the Virginia Tech one, so I don't know. Again, if you want to read into things and be like we are as Indiana fans. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it's one that we'll just see. I believe that is his last visit, I want to say. I think that may, may, makes that he's, he's visited them all. I think he had said that he wants to kind of commit uh, before the school year starts. So um, Has he been to Alabama? That. Maybe maybe that's the last ones he has to do. Maybe I think so, he finishes one more in Alabama. That would be the one that I I would be concerned about. I, I think their style of play is intriguing for, for for people. Um, and not that that not that Coach Woodson's style of play isn't, but you've you've been able to see Musselman, um, 
or Musselman. It, it's not Musselman. Musselman's at Arkansas. It's the uh, Oats, right, uh, at, at Oats, Alabama. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, uh, that's the competition. If, if I'm looking at those schools, and you have Alabama, Indiana, and Virginia Tech, and um, who else did he visit? South, was it? He's from South Carolina, but Florida. I don't think he visits Florida. Florida. Florida was Florida's the other one, I think. Yeah, um, I, right now I think Alabama and Indiana would be the two out of, out of that group. Um, coach White at, at Florida is a pretty good coach, uh, and, and their program's pretty interesting. But I don't think it has the vibe that Oates has, uh, and then Woodson with his pro connections. I, I think that's just speaking volume so far. So um, I, I do think he's. I, I know I think he's been to Florida. I think Alabama was his last scheduled one. Uh, I may not be correct on that. Um, yeah. The other the other recruiting news is that uh, it, the open period um, opened up and, and coaches can go to open gyms now uh, here in the state and other things. And I know the coaching staff has, has been up to Cathedral High School uh, to check on the Booker kid, the 6'10 kid, and some others. Uh, and they, they've been very – I think they flew down um, – to see Noah Clowney, or were planning to, uh, at least. I know they were up at Lalamere in Laporte, my hometown, uh, where Jeremy Fears uh, is being recruited by Indiana. I think Dane Fife was up there watching him. So you can find news of, of those things filtering around where they're in the gyms. Um, it, it's an interesting time as a high school coach because we have guys come in to look at our guys, um, and, and it's uh, just a time to fun time to talk and show off your your program. So uh, the coaching staff's out there, uh, and that's all that I know uh, recruiting wise. And our last question is from Elbows In, one of the best questioners. We we have Jay, who is a mediocre question guy, and he's just mediocre even in person. Um, you know when you hang out with him, but Elbows In is just a quality quality question. Uh, creator uh, in in the community, and almost every week, if not uh, one, then multiple questions. But he, he has an off-topic question today. He said his boss played football for Cincinnati as a starter for four years. He's been trash talking all week. Uh, I've not been able to come up with any fun office bets for the winner uh, or the loser. Uh, any fun office sports bets you recommend, Chad? Um, is there anything that you can recommend to elbows in to kind of wager with this obnoxious Cincinnati boss? Yeah, I've got a good one, and 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 it does kind of hinge a little bit on uh, if he they are going to the office, if he's going to see him in the office, and if him or his boss have to report to the office. It's kind of a play on one of my favorite uh, things that I saw online for a blind date or a date to go out with your wife. So both you and uh, need to give each other twenty bucks, or twenty bucks is on the line here. Now, uh, whoever loses. Uh, or whoever wins, I should say, whoever wins gets to take that 20 bucks of the losing person and go to Goodwill and buy them an outfit to wear in the office for a whole week. And uh, the so, same outfit or is it a combo of clothes? Just it could it could be whatever combo using outfit. those $20 of a nice leisure suit that he can wear throughout the week. Uh, something like that. That's kind of a, a, a fun one to do. Uh, Andy, do you know any uh, fun office bets um, that uh, Elbows In could use with this uh, trash-talking boss? I was trying to think of anything Cincinnati-specific. I mean, you could Skyline some, do something with Skyline Chili. You could uh, punish them by having them watch a baseball team managed by David Bell. I mean, there are a lot of – Free tickets um, to the Reds if Indiana wins. Oh, my God. Oh we my go. God. That these days is is legitimate punishment to uh <laughs> to watch the way they're playing down the stretch. So that that may be if you're really looking to to stick it to him, maybe that's the way to do it. I don't know. Well, bring it to bring it to uh, basketball and Coach Woodson. Maybe the loser shaves his eyebrows there like you go. Uh, Woody did. 
I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to wager uh, wearing um, uh, the opposing gear bets. I, I just everyone wants me to bet IU Purdue, and if you lose, you got to wear Purdue stuff. No, I'm just not wearing Purdue stuff. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just sorry. I, I'd rather you know spend a dollar on you know something from the 1950s and wear than uh, than any, wear anything with that with those colors. Well, I got to wear those colors because our school colors are that, but. No, no Purdue official stuff um, for me. So I hope elbows in that you're a winner. I hope you get to, you know, stick it to that boss of yours. Not so much that you lose your job or anything. You know, we, we want you to be employed so you can have the internet and watch us on Thursday nights and, and keep joining the community. We don't want you to lose your source of income, but uh, we we, uh, we do want that boss to, to lose. So, fellas, it's uh, um, been a, a good night. I thank you for being here. I thank you for the listeners. That's it. We're done. No more questions. So I guess that's going to do it uh, for us uh, on this week's episode of the Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live, join us at assemblycall.com on Thursday nights for the live broadcast of our Assembly Call radio recording. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for producing a lot of the music that you hear on the show, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week uh, or any sooner if anything breaks. Until then, take it from me, Yogi Ferrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. You might get beat today, but each day you got to get better. All right. Another successful Thursday evening. Good work, everybody. Yeah, good stuff. So what's on – oh, you already said what's on the menu for this week, Coach. So I forgot. Yeah, a little that. breakfast burrito. What time are you guys getting started? They they people in the last seven? Seven o'clock. Uh, well, they're expecting a sellout, so they're opening the – the lots uh, seven, uh, and they're opening the um, actual stadium two hours before to hopefully not have any, you know, backlog of, of people uh, get into the stadium. So we'll see if they're able to handle sellout crowds. Uh, it's it's been a while, but yeah, breakfast burritos. Uh, Joel's making something special, uh, breakfast combo. Uh, you and um, yeah, we're so the, we'll be at it again. And weather weather's supposed to be good. Yeah, it, early in the week they said there's a chance of rain in the morning, and then I just checked today, and, and I think that rain is now not part of the the plan. So that's always a bonus. Um, it'll be mid 80s. I had a I have a had a second or third cousin that was the starting quarterback for a little bit for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, Gunnar Keel. Yeah, from Columbus. Mm-hmm. He's uh, I think his dad and my dad are, are cousins, or one of his parents and my some. Some distant. Uh, he started like at that. IU, didn't he? He started at IU and then went to Notre Dame and then to Cincinnati. Did he ever he, actually come to IU or he just committed to IU and then he decommitted? Maybe that like was that. it. Maybe that was I it. Think it wasn't Notre Dame involved at some point, too? I feel like I, I feel like he was linked at, in, at various points to a uh, to a number of schools. But yeah, he was he's a mixture of the family, part of the family that I uh, since I've moved around and stuff, hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, but their dad has always been big. And then all of his boys and his brothers just shot up. Yeah. They're big human beings. <laughs> no, it should be a good time. I, I feel good about the football team. I think they're, I think they're going to win. I really do. And I, I'm generally a little bit pessimistic here lately. But what's your what's your scores? Uh, I, I think it's going to be 24-21. How you? I I don't know. I I, I, I mean say. I. Who is, yeah, who I mean, is I think Cincinnati I is going to have played? to get in the uh, 
some FCS. They played Murray State. They played Murray State last week. I forget who they played week one. But yeah, it was Murray State last week. Who actually they were pretty close into the, I want to say into the it third quarter tied. and then they tied just, at halftime. And then they just put it on them late. But oh, big time! Yeah, they've uh, they played Miami of Ohio uh, the first week, fourteen to forty nine, and then yeah, Murray State seven to forty two. Yeah, but it was seven seven. I think it was seven um, seven into the third quarter. Um, wow! So if they can keep the big we'll plays, they're I going good. Their quarterback yeah. likes to throw deep uh, and has been successful with the deep ball. I read that today. Um, if, if they can contain, he's got his struggles in the mid range. So it's either a dump off uh, to a running back or a, or a pass to the flat or deep. If you can cover that and tackle, uh, I think the defense is, is I use calling card and, and then I think we'll hit some plays. I think Penix is ready to, to bust out. So, um, I hope you are correct. Well, that's what I'm believing until about four o'clock Saturday, and then you know we'll just we'll just go from there. <laughs> uh, anything Perfect. else on your minds, gentlemen, before we call it an evening? No, Ryan's I'm, in Italy. Oh, I wanted to bring. Oh, hold on, I did want to bring up one thing real quick. Uh, what did you guys think of the in in Didnia and how are we pronouncing it? Indinia, the misspelled uh, Indiana. <laughs> Yeah, Anidia or whatever it showed up. Yeah, Anidia. That that uh, the Cincinnati team uh, or or fans are selling beat in India shirts and everything. Yeah, and and then Purdue hopping hopping on the tail uh, on the coattails of that and trying to put one on us. But I think it's awesome. I, I want an Indiana shirt that says that. Like I I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, it that was probably the. I mean. That wasn't in the top 15 things that, that were disappointing about that game for me. So yeah, I've exactly. kind of forgotten about it already. There were so many other uh, so many other bad things to focus on that that was kind of a drop in the bucket at that point. You know, if it happened front- it, to, one, to someone we were playing, we'd be just as, you know, ornery with shirts like that. So, Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I don't fault them for doing that, but I just I always think it's funny when you do shirts like that. You need to do it with a sense that it's getting a rise out of the team you're you're making fun of. And to me, this doesn't get a rise out of us. It's more we think it's funny too. <laughs> Here's something funny. I saw, I forget it was on Twitter or something. I think it, um, I don't know who found it, but um, some Cincinnati fan was talking to other Cincinnati fans on social media about taking over a parking lot. And it's like the one outlet parking lot that hardly anyone ever uses. Uh, and so I think they're all headed towards some bell tower parking lot over by the soccer stadium. And they're thinking they're going to take over. Well, hell, no one's there. I mean, they're all around the stadium. Yeah. So go ahead, take that over. Um, those, those are, those are good times. Well, I, good. I hope there's a lot of sad uh, Bearcats uh, walking by the tailgate Saturday afternoon. Yep. Uh, How's the soccer so. going, Andy? Uh, it was good. They played tonight. They tied, almost scored a goal in the last 30 seconds to win it. And a girl just hit an absolute laser that hit off the the crossbar. So oh. uh, kind of bummed they couldn't they couldn't uh, couldn't get one in the net toward the end. But they they really came on strong late. So it was a good performance. One earlier in the week and tied tonight. So. They're playing how, they're playing how old? What age group? Uh, uh, she's a freshman in high school, so they're okay. Play, it's uh, their JV, their JV team. She enjoying nice. it? That's 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 so, 
as I said, that's fun to coach. It's not it's not bunchy ball anymore. There's some yeah. skills and some playing. Yeah, look, yeah. So no, it's uh, it's good. But no, she's enjoying it. They got a good, got a really good group. So they're fun to watch. Good stuff. But they're off this weekend. There's homecoming, so they don't play on Saturday. And then the team they're supposed to play next week doesn't have a JV team, so they they got a little mm. bit of a midseason rest, which probably isn't the worst thing in the world either. So, boy, and and I don't, I, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but it's sad the numbers of um, p- young people not participating in, in athletics. Uh, our our sizes mm. of programs are are down. Our basketball program's not at Western. But at Delphi, where I where I teach, our numbers are are real, real low in in a lot of areas, and you know I hope that turns back at some point. But that's been a trend in the last five or six years where there's just not a lot of numbers anymore. Um, hmm. not, teams without JV teams, teams without freshman teams in some sports, and it used to be you had you had to almost make cuts for some of those because the the numbers were so so high, but. Oh, well. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a mix around here. Yeah, there's some that have have three teams, there's some that only have two, and then apparently this one also got the one. So, all right, gentlemen, I'm gonna call it a, a night. Uh, thank you, Chat Mob. Uh, we'll see anyone Saturday, and uh, we'll see everyone back Thursday next Thursday for the show. Thank you for being here. We'll see. All you. right. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. At California's Great America, it's never too early to start thinking about next year's fun. That's why we're offering the lowest price of the year on a 2022 Gold Pass right now. That includes unlimited visits this year, so you can enjoy the Great Pumpkin Fest, Haunt, and Winterfest. Then unlimited visits next year to try new foods, enjoy festivals like Taste of Orleans, scream on our world-class coasters, and splash away at South Bay Shores Water Park, all for just $82 plus applicable taxes and fees. Hurry, offer ends October 31st, so get your Gold Pass now at cagreatamerica.com. It's amazing in here.